feel like we live in the day and age of disclaimers and there's something to be said after you record an episode sometimes you have thoughts or concerns about how your message will be received so you wrap it up with a disclaimer and hope that you won't step on anyone offend anyone victimize anyone in the process so here's the disclaimer i don't want to attack the mostly women who are involved in things like beach body i really truly feel like uh, most of them have the best interest of other people at heart but as happens when you get into a situation where your thinking is being controlled and your emotions are being controlled the way that you see the world changes a little bit and the way that you interact with the world changes a lot a little bit i hope to be just one of the voices that if you should happen to stumble upon this podcast you will choose your life over getting involved in something like this where you can lose your kid's childhood staring at your phone trying to build a business that is designed to fail that is the disclaimer As always. Yeah, usually I say enjoy, but you'll see why. Bye. There is this phrase that I hear frequently when I'm watching YouTube videos that are critiquing other YouTube videos or um, diving Diving. Diving deeply into other concepts that might require a little bit more time. And they talk about unpacking. This is going to be an episode of unpacking. Heaven help us. Welcome back to Optimistically Salty. My name is Tracy. I am currently thinking of renaming this podcast due to some interesting information that I came across and fully processed over the past week. Welcome back, enjoy. All right, starting out with this recording, I might turn this into a more than a one part series. I'm not really sure. As I said in the intro, there is a lot to unpack here. And I talked to one of my fellow podcasting friends briefly. Let me rephrase that. I sent a message because I was like, I, this monster is huge. I don't know how to do this. Um, this could be an entire season of episodes to really fully break it down. But I'm going to do my best to do like an overview and then I'm going to come back and revisit parts of it, probably. So, you know how um, your electronics are listening to you. My electronics overheard me and my mom talking about um, Rachel Hollis. <laughs> That's my theory anyways. So I got on YouTube and they were like, oh, did you, did you wanna watch a video about Rachel Hollis? Who, if you're unfamiliar with, is author of Girl, Wash Your Face, among others. And she 
has gotten herself into a little bit of trouble over the past, like, you know, year. I mean, I guess since, like, 2018 was when her first, like, self-helpy book was released. And there was a ton of plagiarism issues with that first book. But, you know, things continued. Um, I read the first book, and I'm wondering, I may have even talked about it on other episodes but I don't really remember the book being as self-helpy as I thought. I felt her to be relatable and imperfect and in my little research over the past week I really came to understand that she does curated imperfection like look I'm just like you guys but not. So it gets a little like manipulative creepy in there. So if you happen upon YouTube, or if you even care enough to dive into that story, by all means, enjoy. Watching that video led me to a video about multi-level marketing and Rachel Hollis, because she has been paid to speak at all these multi-level marketing companies. And this is where it gets to the monster for me. Then she started bashing them in her most recent book. So a lot of people who were like worshiping her are starting to maybe shake that off a little bit. So when I started this podcast, it was like a personal development, woke, wake up. How do I find myself? How do I understand what I've experienced in my life podcast? And... All of this was brought about because I joined an MLM, a multi-level marketing company. And the rude awakening that I have faced is that this company, I was with Beachbody, I didn't realize that they're basically a commercial cult and that feels like a reach when I say it. It feels not good. And I've not really talked about Beachbody a ton. I think, you know, my experience there was I knew somebody who was a coach in my family and they were like, hey, do you want to join me? And I was like, yeah, I mean, sure. I do the workouts at home. So why not? Cool. Now you need to buy Shakeology every month. And anytime a new product comes out, you need to make sure you buy that product and try it out and sell it. And I did not like Shakeology. I was not a fan. It didn't taste good to me. Um, I was very much in my eating disorder at that point. So I had a hard time consuming calories. Um, And Beachbody provides you with meal plans to follow that, you know, of course, provide Shakeology as part of that. And that gave me some structure. It actually felt like I was healing because I had something to follow and I didn't have to think about food. And if I, you know, failed at my diet, I was, you know, that was on me. If I had a cookie, that was on me and I needed to, you know fix myself. And the creepy thing about multi-level marketing is that, you know, when you come in, there's this like love bombing that happens. 
And for me, I had just had my second child. I was, um, I, my older son had just received his diagnosis and, you know, I was in a really lonely place. I was in a vulnerable place and I had a hard time, um, with a lot of things like in that time frame that were going on. And it was so nice to feel like I had a team. And I really quite quickly had people in my life who were like, yeah, I'd like to do this with you. And so that made me feel like I was building something, like I was successful. Um, I felt like I was part of something bigger. I was helping people. I was going to at some point be making this income, you know, (laughs) that by the way, they have found out like 0.4% of people who sign up for MLMs actually make money. 0.4, not 1%, 0.4%. It's an oversaturated market. You've got all these other things that are going on. Plus, you know, you shouldn't have to pay to play when it comes to your job. I mean, I understand needing to have certifications. I understand needing to have um, continuing education hours and things like that. But when it comes to you are required to spend at least this much money every month or you are inactive and you won't get a paycheck. That get, that's, it's fishy. It gets weird. And I've been really reluctant to talk about Beachbody, I think because I was covered in this shame about not being a successful coach. I was not good at, this is my theory for myself. I was not, I didn't do the, hey, hon, I love your content. Want to talk about a business opportunity? I could not, would not do that. Um, I did open myself up to the public a ton. I did share before and afters. I did talk about what I was doing. I invited people to calls and opportunities and I did have coaches in my downline. Um, the coach in my upline was kind of not a nice person, not directly my coach above me, but above her. And I was like, man, I thought it was just this team. I was like, this team is toxic. <laughs> this team is not good. Um, and I thought about changing teams. I thought about switching to other teams because like, man, my life would be so much better if I had started this business over there with that group because they're amazing. They're so positive. They support each other. They're like a tribe. But now I'm realizing like, it's not, that's not true. So I'm watching on YouTube and I come across Kiki Chanel, who is an anti MLM YouTuber. And she was watching videos of Team Beachbody calls with teams. And then also she calls them like her top, um, what does she call them? Her top, like 
mess ups of the week of like coaches, like things that coaches say and do and share that are really over the top. And she talks about how she notices that Beachbody coaches in particular don't have boundaries about what they're willing to, like they share things that are not appropriate to be sharing. And when I was watching her video, I realized really quickly, like, I drank the Beachbody Kool-Aid. The blue Kool-Aid is in me. And part of why I don't talk badly about Beachbody is because I was like, well, the project is good. I'm just not good at what I was doing. I wasn't a good enough coach. But, you know, the workouts are great. And, you know, if you like the supplements, then cool. The You know, this works. This, this is what I used. Whatever. But... <laughs> Uh, I think that I still had the Kool-Aid in my system and I was watching this video and I was listening to the call and I was like yeah this is exactly what the calls are like you get berated about how you're not working the business you're not doing enough you should be giving up your time with your family. You should be giving up your time with your kids. Anybody who doesn't believe in you, you need to get rid of them because they're a negative influence in your life. I don't have time for haters. Haters going to hate. Potatoes going to potate. Whatever. Like the language of multi-level marketing is so like specific to the brand of whose group you join just hearing the Beachbody language was like watching something from the 90s where like the language was so familiar because you grew up in that time frame or something. I just was kind of like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And then this girl who's like a rational thinking human being who has not had the Kool-Aid is commenting on how horrible this is why would you hang out with somebody who treats you like this why would you you know put up with this kind of behavior and I realized you know joining this company that's when I learned about self-help that's when I learned about personal development because you're indoctrinated into you need to read self-help books if you're not doing well, it's because you need to read these books. Here's GoPro. Read this. You'll learn how to get your business going. Here's um, Tony Robbins books. Here's Rachel Hollis books. Here's, you know, there's this whole lineup of self-help that has been written to help funnel people <laughs> into this kind of stuff. And the scary thing for me was the realization that I was like, I, I felt like, I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough self-help. I'm not working enough. I'm not hustling enough. God help me, Gary V. I went on the trips. I qualified for things. I was not an amazing active coach because I would not cold message. I was not down for it. And I was constantly told, you know, you need to get out of your own way if you want to have success in this business. You need to get over your negative self-doubt, do some personal development and go find people. You need to be messaging people 50 a day. <laughs> Ugh. This is this is ugly to relive. This is ugly to be in and to realize like, oh my gosh, 
I was like brainwashed a little bit and I'm just now realizing it all these years later. I created an entire podcast about self-help fuckery (laughs) that I learned about from being in an MLM. Oi. All right. So the fun thing is like when you're in there, it feels like the sisterhood. But then things get a little weird and you start to question and you start to wonder. And I started like missing team calls because I was like, oh, I just, I can't. That time zone doesn't work for me. My pe- my people were all over. So sometimes people would join like from their car, driving home from their job that they were reminded constantly, you hate your job. You want to stay home. You want to have a flexible schedule. You want to be there for your kids. But then my life looked like me on my phone 24-7. And anybody who didn't support me being on my phone 24-7 was a hater. Didn't want me to be something great. Didn't want me to be successful. The coach brainwashy that happens is just, it's creepy. It's creepy. And I felt like Colt was a little bit extreme. Like I was like, no, 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 that's, that's a lot. Like it's, it's bananas in there, but it's not like a Colt, Colt, like you don't give up. Wait, I did give up all my money. You don't give up your time. Wait, I did give up my time. You don't give away the way you think about that. Wait, I did stop thinking for myself. Like, All the signs are there. And one of the things that was mentioned in the Rachel Hollis videos was this toxic positivity, which I had never heard before. And I'm going to be doing a follow-up episode about toxic positivity because it's such an American cultural thing, the being positive attitude. And I was like, that seems like a really extreme thing. And... I started reading this book called Bright Sided and the author talks about facing the positivity movement when she found out she was diagnosed with breast cancer and that she was mad and she was feeling all these feelings and everyone would tell her like you can't be around us with your negative attitude because you're gonna die because of that. Like, there's not space for anything but positive vibes here. This cancer was a gift in your life. And you need to see that. And listening to the author, I listened to her give a speech before I actually, I have the book in the queue. (laughs) But I listened to her give a speech and what she was saying made me uncomfortable. Like, Being positive, being optimistic is such an ingrained value and it's so well known that if you have a good attitude, you'll be healthier. Kind of, it made me uncomfortable. I was like, but that's true, isn't it? If you're, if you're positive, then your cells are happier and then you will be healthier and you will survive, right? 
Ugh. And then I remembered another book, Dr. Mate, talking about when we, like what we experience is what dictates what our body does. So the constant of being under stress and not learning how to regulate your body is the thing that causes the cancers and stuff like that. And I was just thinking to myself, like, how much is out there and how much have I consumed that is complete and total bullshit? I remember going through a phase of feeling like, I mean, I've gone through, I've gone through some depressions, but really just how much of this over the past, let's say, decade of my life comes back to not something that happened when I was a kid that I'm just dragging along for fun, but is related to this positive thinking movement and self-help. Back to multi-level marketing we go. So I didn't realize how many companies there were. Like I've heard of a lot of them and a lot of them wouldn't interest me because I'm not one who's interested in like your makeup or something like that. But I really fell for the wellness influencer crap. I was somebody who wanted to heal my eating disorder, who did not have a great relationship with myself or my body. And I was like primed to be scooped up for this. And I, in my little bits of research, was learning about the bite model, which is like the indicators of a cult. And they talk about the B-I-T-E, the control of your behavior, control of your information, control of your thought, and control of your emotions. And I thought back about Beachbody and let's say something really horrible happened in the world. I remember sitting at my computer, like not knowing what to do because I had to post something positive. You're not allowed to let negativity into your life, but something really vulnerable and horrible just happened. So I just wouldn't post anything if it was like a bad day. I mean, I wasn't a coach when September 11th happened, but let's just say, yeah, you just don't, I don't post about that unless I can put a positive spin on it. We just don't talk about, we just don't post anything. It has to be positive. It has to be three times a day. Once has to be about Beachbody and this is how it's done. And you need to be a product of the product. You need to show yourself using the product. You need to make sure you do your daily workout, which you had to check off online to indicate that you had done a workout, drank your Shakeology, behavior control. Information control. So you go into your group and you're like, things are not working out. This is not going well for me. And they say, here's a book to read. And you go out into the real world and you're kind of like, Something's not, something's not right. And one of my big something not right moments I'm going to talk about in a minute, but it was just kind of like, huh, that's weird. Thought control. 
you go into your group call and you're like, I'm not doing well, you guys. Well, it's because you're being negative. You need to be more positive and then everything will be fine. You need to get rid of the toxic people in your life and then you'll be fine. And it gets to the point where you don't know what you're feeling because you're being, this term is being used a lot right now. You're being gaslit, but you, it is. No, you're not feeling what you're feeling. This is what you're feeling. And as somebody who already kind of experienced that in my childhood with like, you're not allowed to name what you're feeling. um, Maybe that just felt natural to me to be like, oh yeah, let me put a positive spin on every feeling that comes up. And then the last one for E, emotional. Well, I think that goes a lot with the thought. The thought policing and the, you know, people who don't agree with MLMs, they're just haters. You just, you just need to let those people go out of your life and make room for the people who are your people. The emotional one, I mean, I, that's the gaslighting stuff for me. Um, I know of somebody who was in my MLM who, upon thinking back about it, I watched their marriage get destroyed because of this thing. Because the husband wouldn't drink the Kool-Aid. And because of the pressure coming from above, and because this person was maybe more vulnerable than I am, maybe was just more closely guarded by the upline, um... I don't even know. She might still be in it, if I'm honest. I don't know. It's just... What did... I I heard... There's a woman on YouTube. It's... (laughs) I wrote down the name of her show... Of her um, channel. It's like, Not the the Good Girl. She was also with Beachbody. And it's funny, too, when I saw her... I recognized her. I was like, I know who this person is. And she talks about, you know, everything that went on. But she started doing her videos last year because when the pandemic hit, the MLM people started hunting down. Oh, you lost your job? Well, I have an opportunity for you. And she was so upset to see them taking advantage of what was happening last year that she was like, I'm out. I got to talk about this. And I've heard her refer to it as commercial cult, a commercial cult. And she has a couple of videos out there. And one in which she talks to a therapist uh, counselor who was actually part of like a religious cult. And they talk about the similarities and what it, what that looks like playing out. So I will not be able to do justice to her and her um, YouTube channel. I highly recommend you check it out if this is something that you are caught up in. But I realized, you know, things happen to us in our life that we don't notice the effect they're having. And then, some point down the line, you accidentally catch a YouTuber sharing a video of a Beachbody coach ranting. And it was like being slapped in the face with my reality. So one of the big things that I 
am thinking at this moment is, first of all, I'm pretty sure that a lot of religions also follow this. Um, Not just the weird ones that we all know about, but like, I'm thinking back to churches I visited and things like that, that I'm like, uh uh-oh. But I'm also, I have this problem with social media and I think a lot of it, like I really tried to disappear after my quote unquote failure as a coach. I was so embarrassed. I didn't want to talk to people because if they were like, oh, are you still coaching? I'm like, um, no, I tried really hard to like remove myself because I felt like a failure and I always felt like, like I couldn't, I couldn't give enough. I couldn't do enough. I couldn't be enough. And now I'm like, oh, it's built in the model. Sure. Maybe I didn't want to cooperate and follow through with cold messaging and enjoy the story time. I know for me, when I really started to like make my quiet exit out the back door without disturbing anyone, Um, It was suggested by my upline and her further ups that I use my son's disability to get into Facebook groups with other moms and that I go poaching in those waters. And I was like, that's disgusting and I will never do that. (laughs) I was not happy. I, there was some level of my identity as somebody who I was protective of my family that I have never crossed fully. Um, I hope I mean, it's hard. I'm, I may have, I hope I didn't. It's a lot to unpack. I, I told you in the intro, like this was a, this was a big box. I didn't realize I was carrying around and this whole like boss babe movement and entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. No, you're not. You're selling something in an MLM. You're not an entrepreneur. You're not your own CEO. Um, and the idea around hustle culture and all, and all the choose joy. You just got to choose joy. You were made for more. Choose joy. I... I got to just probably pause there. <laughs> I, I'm in a place that I just want to get my life back. And I couldn't understand, like, I was like, why is nobody else bothered by Instagram? Like, why is it that I'm the one who's struggling so much with social media? And... When I look now and I see what people are posting and I, and I see who they're following and I see like what they're being told, I'm like, oh my gosh, we're all in our own little social media cults. We only hear what we want to hear from the people who we follow. You're told how to feel about different issues that are being presented, that are going on in the world. 
you're being informed over and over again, but only about like the way that you see or think about things. Um, the behavior, like we're all on our phones, the way that we share, the way that people share videos and pictures. It's like that first time you watch The Matrix and your mind is kind of blown because you can see what's underneath. Like I can see the code running in the background or something. And I was just like, oh my gosh. I, what are you supposed to do when you realize that Instagram has told you how to feel and that there's a CEO that it's kind of shaped like a pyramid. There's a CEO at the top and then all these people are following and it's trickling down and you're, you've got followers that are following you and you're following people. And there's this like, Everybody kind of behaves the same in your group and everybody has and passes around the same information in your group. And I think about, I've been sitting in the middle of a lot of things over the last year. Like I feel like I have people that are, I hate to say like the right and the left because it's like the black and the white. Let's say, no, because even then that, that makes it sound like it's race. Okay. A and B. <laughs> two different sides to everything and I am watching people share talk about push become emotionally invested in and go bananas about what is happening in their pyramid and when I was watching not the YouTube. Oh, see, now I'm going to say her name wrong. Not a good girl or I think that's it. Not, not a good girl. (laughs) She talked about when she got out of her MLM job that she was thinking she would go back to college and study marketing and that she started to have like a really adverse reaction to all things advertising. And she suddenly started to feel like all she could see was capitalism at work. And then she really was struggling with that. And I was like, there we go. All I see is how I'm being sold to. And I've really struggled with that and not known, like, why is it like this for me? Why do I notice, like, oh, I noticed how many people were following. I noticed how many... And friends would be like, I don't even notice that stuff. Why do you notice that? And I'm like, I don't know. Well, now I know because I was trained to notice. I was trained to look at that. I was trained to assess a person's profile differently. And now I'm trying to figure out how to detox the Kool-Aid out of my system, like officially. So... The follow-up podcast to this one, I think I'm going to go ahead and dive down the tunnel of toxic positivity. And this is what brought up, like, I need to change my podcast name to from Optimistically Salty to, like, Just Salty. Like, that's it. Just Salty. Um, I don't know what comes after this. It feels so... isolating 
um, and disgusting to get a little bit of perspective sometimes. And I've really struggled, like, since I read Untamed, that was the book for me that, like, pushed me over the personal development edge that I was like, I'm done. And I've had a really hard time finishing a book since then because I even see, like, the toxic positivity that comes along with, like, spiritual life. Everything happens on time. Everything happens for a reason. Like, I just can't anymore. (laughs) And I'm working, I think I've talked about it on the podcast before. There's the Gottman's Wheel of Emotions. Last year, I was working with that wheel because I would feel something, like your body has a physical reaction. Those are feelings. And I would have to go to the wheel to try to put a name to what I was feeling. Like I was so disconnected from myself. And then, you know, shady stuff would happen. Again, I'm not going to go naming names. I don't want to get myself into some kind of legal trouble here. This is just my opinion and my experience. But there was some shady happenings at my jujitsu gym last year. And there's one person in particular that I was like, this person is not to be trusted. And I'm having a really hard time knowing what to do with that. And I just kept it to myself because I was like, I'm not being very nice. I'm not being very positive. And now I'm reflecting back and realizing that maybe because of my previous experience, I'm a little bit more aware of shade. And maybe I'm a little bit more of like willing to question the things, but only to myself. (laughs) What happens if you get to the point where like you have a feeling, because that was the thing, like I would have a feeling last year. Well, I guess it was almost a year and a half ago. I would have a feeling and I wouldn't know, like I was like, what is this feeling that I'm feeling? I'm sure it's nothing. And now I'm like, there were red flags all over the place, but you wouldn't even trust yourself to feel a feeling. What did you expect? <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and wrap this one up here. Um, if you happen to be curious about what the Beachbody cult looks like, uh just hashtag beachbody coach on the instagram and see what comes up i am going to work to cite my sources i for sure watched a lot of youtube videos over the past week and a half or so um kiki chanel was is a really great anti-mll um mlm there we go. Um, but also, uh, Emily Baker, she is a lawyer who does like a breakdown of cases on YouTube. She actually was talking mostly about Rachel Hollis, but she kind of like queued up the next video for me that was um, Savvy Writes Books that was talking about Rachel Hollis and MLMs. And then queue up Kiki who talks about MLMs. I... I mean, it was like a three hour plus dive of 
understanding what was going on for me. I, I kept trying to explain it away and I kept trying to explain it away using the self-help, excuse the cussy, the self-help fuckery that I had been reading, that I had been reprogramming myself with constantly. And the spiritual self-helpery, all these things that I was like, I'll just keep, I'll just keep applying this and eventually I will be enough and I will be okay and I will love myself. And, oh God. Now, I owe a lot of people apologies. Um, there is no freaking way I'm going to show up to my high school reunion. Um... I just need to start from here and move forward and get back to what it was before this part of my life. I'm kind of excited about that, if I'm honest, because I'm, I was so, I was feeling so exhausted in my life and I couldn't understand why. And now I'm like, None of this matters. Let it go. Clean out your system. Clean out your brain. And move on. So next episode, bah, 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 uh, toxic positivity. We're going to, I'm going to finish reading my book, uh, Bright Sighted, and uh, finish doing a little bit of research. I found a couple of different podcasts that I'm going to be listening to Um the dream is one of them. One of them is uh, "Toxic Positivity" by Lily Lillian Lalu Lula. I can't remember her name now. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and do some do some research, <laughs> and come back with a conversation about toxic positivity because I don't think that negativity is the balancing act of positivity. I think actually acknowledging true feelings and experiencing them is like the where to be in the middle. So now it's time to figure out if that's what I'm going to find when I dive into this hole. So thank you so much for listening. Um, If you happen to be part of an MLM, good luck. Um, I, I just recommend that you Get out. (laughs) Now. Um, But, you know, I mean, the hard thing is I've watched, you know, I'm not going to say the things because I don't want to accidentally end up, like, stalked or anything. But there's documentaries out there about, you know, religious cults and shows about religious cults. And it's really hard to get out. I don't think that we give enough credit to ourselves. I think that we think like, oh, I must be stupid to have joined this. And it's really like the best of intentions. Like, I want to help people. I want to have this amazing life. And I can do that here. But it's all a lie. And getting out, when you get out, you will never hear from those sisters again. You're going to be on your own. And it feels very awkward and isolating to be that person alone after having that community. 
So do, do your research. <laughs> if somebody presents you with an opportunity to join a business, just what do they call them? I learned this phrase over the past week, the MLM Huns, Hun as in honey. They slide into your DMs with, hey, hun, I love your content. Hey, hun, would you like to hear about a business opportunity? And I was like, oh, my gosh. That, that's them. Yep. That's what they do. All right. That is enough. I feel properly embarrassed and exposed. Um, and while I contemplate the name change of the podcast, I hope you enjoy today's ranty long episode. And I'll be back to discuss the positivity of America or just my experience with it. Good day.